podcast episodes on Brains Bite Back. We are focused on what it's like to live as a digital nomad and solutions to tackle the challenges of the new decentralized workforce. But in today's episode, we'll be tackling a novel topic related to this new online borderless world of work and business. Because on this episode, we will be speaking with Abinov Balagoni, founder and CEO of Pax Credit, a startup that provides financial services for international students, such as cross-border payments and access to affordable credit. However, in this episode, we walk listeners through how they can incorporate and operate a US-based company remotely as an international founder. Abinov also explains the two types of companies one can build, C Corp and the other, LLC companies, and why it's important for anyone looking to start a US-based company. Alongside that, we also go into why Delaware and Wyoming are the two most popular states to establish businesses. And finally, we discuss some of the top tools and technology that he recommends when starting your virtual online business. Now, I hope you like today's episode. Disclosure, this episode contains a client of an Espacio portfolio company. My name is Abhinav and I'm the founder and CEO of PaxCredit. And at PaxCredit, we are building a financial app for international students to ease their cross-border financial needs, like cross-border payments and access to affordable credit. And previous to this venture, I was part of Entrepreneur First Singapore cohort and completed my education from Singapore Management University and National Institute of Technology, Warangal. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to this episode because to be quite honest, we have covered similar kind of things. Well, I don't know if it's fair to say similar, but we've covered the idea of like working with remote teams and also being a digital nomad. So very much of this kind of like working remotely uh, topic has, has, has come up before, but we've never really discussed the idea of like opening, running, or just uh, essentially creating and owning businesses um, globally or internationally across borders. So I'm super excited to get into this. And now I would love to know, first of all, can you walk our listeners through how one can actually incorporate and operate a US-based company remotely as an international founder? Sure. Firstly, happy to be here. And second thing, as you rightly mentioned, yes, there have been a lot of instances in the recent past where people predominantly wanted to opt for a nomad or a remote work culture, and they were looking for tools that would enable them to do this. So I think as an international founder, setting up US entity gives you access to a matured ecosystem in terms of access to different service providers. So in order to do this, I think there are a few key steps any international founder would have to do. One is that they would have to search for the company name and register that. And then they would have to create or set up something called EIN number, employer identity number, something like a tax identification number from a revenue perspective for the government agency, and then followed by setting up a registered agent who would act on behalf of you for different kinds of government uh, filings in the US. I think these are the three key steps for anyone to set up an entity in the US. And there are online tools such as Stripe, Atlas, uh, Fire, Firstbase, and Doola. These are one of the major tools that would enable you to do this. And on an operational level, I think annually, there are a few key considerations while uh, operating an entity. One thing would be starting with the registered agent and then having a accounting uh, 
or a bookkeeping service, and then a tax, annual tax filing or annual report filing as well. So these are the things that you would have to do on an annual basis to operate this specific company. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, that, that sounds like a, a great place to get started for anyone that is interested. I'd like, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper and ask if you can explain the two types of companies one can build. I know it's a, a C-Corp and the other is an LLC companies. Is that correct? That's right. So yes, there are majorly, you could say these are, there is one more type of company called Escort, but I would say these are the two major uh, set of entities you could set up. And both of these come with their own set of advantages and limitations, I would say. And along with this, there is one key consideration, something like a state where you set up these entities. And there are two major states people tend to opt for. One is Delaware, the other one is Wyoming. I think if someone is primarily in the technology space or tech, kind of tech-related startups, they tend to go with Delaware in most cases. But either cases, you would have enough support system for both the uh, entities set up in these two states. And coming back to the original question of two types of entities, I think, yes, uh, the variation across these two entities would be in terms of tax burden, the ability or the intention to raise investment outside capital, and then the ease with which you can expand the business as such. So based on these goals, you could set up these two entities, two types of entities. And the advantages of LLC is that there are fewer governance requirements. So it's a much simpler structure to start with. They pay lower annual fees as well. And the flexibility to choose of the taxation is something to consider as well. But with respect to CCOR, uh, I think the advantage is that if you're looking for external capital, probably venture capital, then that's a usually preferred mode of entity. Then you could also issue uh, stock options for your team and, and to attract talent. And usually more mature type of companies tend to have CCOP entities. So bankers or in general service providers are far more familiar with this structure. Having said that, both these entities provide limited liabilities to business owners. So that way, both these entities are good enough to get started. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard of Delaware being a popular choice for people to like register their companies. I had no idea about Wyoming, though, so that's news to me. So I think Wyoming, primarily because of the crypto-friendly regulations or laws in general, has been a part of is has been put up on the global map. I would say recently. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. And if you are, make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and a whole lot more, including YouTube. And we want to hear what you think, so be sure to leave us a review. Just search Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. I would also love to know, um, and this one is a, a little bit more complex, but how can one start a company, incorporation packet, then create a business bank account, and then get a credit card as a startup? Uh -huh. I think uh, setting up these things remotely is has been a challenge historically, but think, I think thankfully because of the online tools available right now, I think this can be accomplished. I think uh, the uh, incorporation thing, I think, uh, I mentioned three tools. I think those are predominantly popular tools in the market. Stripe, Atlas, the other one is First Base, and third one is Doola recently. 
So I think you could use any of these online tools to get started and complete the incorporation process remotely. There are many others. You could actually take a look at them, but these are the three popular ones I'm aware of. And following that, you could create business bank accounts remotely without having any physical presence in the US as well. And Mercury is a popular option for these kind of entities or setups you have. So you could have your pool of funds in that specific bank account and the digital channels, the application, mobile apps are very well uh, uh, designed for ease of use as well. And not just this, uh, there are other providers as well, like Brex Cash, who usually gives better savings rate for your business capital. And then there is Relay Bank, which is helpful for your daily operations kind of thing. So based on the kind of operations you have for your entity, you could choose one of these providers. And following that, a credit card is usually a mature product, I would say. He's traditionally, usually once you have set a business and you have some kind of a business history, one to two years, that's when you get access to these kind of credit facilities. And the most popular ones have been American Express and Capital One. But if you're a technology startup with a venture capital or a high cash flow, then you could also look at the new age credit card providers like Rex Card and Ramp if you're in growth stage. I would say, yeah, these are the considerations you have uh, while going about the business bank account and credit card. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Now, I would also really like to know, like, how could a listener go about uh, accounting and also tax filing as well? Now, this is interesting because you could set up your financial year usually based on your requirements. So people tend to opt for a calendar year as a financial year. That's common and sometimes people could opt for October 1st to September 30th as a financial year as well. So depending on that, you could uh, do your accounting and file your taxes. And in most cases, I would say it's better to outsource the accounting or the bookkeeping concept of it. I mean, you could have tools, uh, accounting tools that would capture the transactions you do, but usually towards the end of the year or quarterly basis, these accounting and bookkeeping services would actually streamline the entire accounting and tax filing process as well. And even for tax filing, I think there are uh, tools or service providers that would help you with the tax preparation. And there are a few dates you would have to keep in mind while doing this. I think for Delaware-based uh, entities, March 1st is the franchise tax return filing. So that's a deadline for it. And usually, uh, apart from that, you would also have to prepare something called corporate tax return as an international founder. It's form 1120. I mean, you're probably, your accounting team or tax provider would be a much better source of information. But these are a few considerations you would have to keep in mind. And one interesting thing is that you would request for a six months extension to file these if you're a corporation by April 18th as well. So that's another interesting uh, option you have in case you want to extend the tax filing deadline okay cool fantastic thanks for those dates i mean those are important to, for anyone that's listening i suppose to remember those and i really just wanted to know one last thing more or less with regards to this you mentioned a number of tools already um and it sounds like they are so vital for being able to carry these being able to carry out these tasks uh, number of tasks and just generally establish a company in the US remotely. So like, I'd like to know what technology and tools have you found personally, which you haven't mentioned already, uh, to be vital for building a startup that operates 
in different countries remotely? I think I'll start with the first one, which is incorporation tools. As I mentioned, the three tools, Stripe, Atlas, First Base, and Doola, those are the three ones you could look at it. Post that, I think business phone number, having a local US number could be helpful. So open phone is one such uh, tool that has been really helpful. And then having uh, customer support channels, usually messaging channels, I think message bird is one such tool that has been helpful. And since most predominantly the promotions happens to emails and SMS, I mean, there are tons of email tools available, but for from an SMS standpoint, again, if you're trying to do it in multiple geographies, I think one such interesting tool I found was InfoBib. So I would say these are predominantly commonly used tools uh, as an international founder. I think these would help you navigate not just the US, international markets in general as well. Awesome. Excellent. Um, you provided so much information here for our listeners. And I would really love to learn a little bit more about Pax Credit, to be honest, and like what you folks have on the horizon, like what you've got coming up. And uh, yeah, what's what's in your future? I think for us, uh, we wanted to be building a financial app that would serve the life cycle of international students, not just during their education, even post their graduation as well. So that's what we're trying to build. So at this point of time, we have a cross-border payment solution that helps international students pay their educational expenses, such as university tuition fees in local currency and say, helps them save about $500 to $1,200 when compared to local banks. Now, apart from this, we also would be providing them incoming international students the ability to create a bank account in the US remotely globally months before they even land in the US. And they would also have access to a credit card even without a social security number or credit checks in general. So these are the three things we are building. The first, uh, so over the next six to nine months, these would be the three set of products that will be made available for the users. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you're working on some really uh, yeah, great things to just help, um, I suppose, speed up or facilitate really the entrepreneurial space uh, internationally. So to that, I say thank you. And if people are interested in following Pax Credit, the work you're doing, or even following yourself personally, uh, where can they do that? Is there certain social media channels you want to direct them to? Certainly. I think uh, if any of uh, international students or in general immigrants newly uh, moving to a new country, they could certainly follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn. I would say those are the two channels they could look up to. And personally, I'm usually more active primarily on Twitter and LinkedIn. So those are two media channels they could look up if they want to follow me personally. I would say those are the channels where we are active. Fantastic. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. It has been a fun chatting with you, Sam. Thank you. Growing a company has many hurdles, from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search. Each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that's where our sponsor Publicize comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds on your business's online presence and gets high quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive a social media assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. 
To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. That's publicize.co slash BBB. This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more episodes just like it, then follow and subscribe to Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube under the channel of our publication, The Sociable. Just search Brains Bite Back and you'll find all of our episodes there. We really love hearing what you have to say. So leave us a review on iTunes or on any other podcasting platform to let us know what you think. You can also reach out on Twitter at, at The Sociable. And finally, go to sociable.co where you can find all our episodes and plenty of articles on topics just like this. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you.